Kia ora, Bridget. It is half past 12 and you're listening to Te Purongo o Te Paututanga on RNZ National. Coming up, Make It 16 campaigners are over the moon. The Supreme Court's declared the current voting age limit as discriminatory and unjustified. In rural's heavy rain and Tamaki Makaurau delays crop harvests. And later in World Watch, President Biden pleads for an end to hate after a mass shooting at an LGBTQ bar in Colorado. But now it's time for the headlines with Nicola Wright. The Supreme Court has declared the minimum voting age of 18 years old inconsistent with the Bill of Rights Act and that it's not been justified. The Supreme Court ruling means MPs will need to debate potential changes. The group taking the case is the Make It 16 campaign. Co-director Caden Tipley told Morning Tipler rather told Midday Report they're celebrating today but the work isn't done yet and they will now be lobbying MPs to make the change. Doctors are telling the government general practices are stretched and under threat due to workforce shortages and underfunding. The General Practice Owners Association sent an open letter to the Health Minister Andrew Little, highlighting their concerns for the profession. Mr Little told Midday Report the issues raised are not new and the government's making moves such as lifting numbers of trainee GPs. He says they're working on the challenges facing family doctors. A school in West Auckland says all staff and students are safe and accounted for after going into lockdown. The website of Huapai School in Kumiu says police have advised the school to remain in emergency lockdown and it's urging pedestrians to stay away. Emergency services are still in the area and RNZ has approached police for comment. A report predicts there will be 900,000 electric vehicles on New Zealand roads by the start of next decade. The report by the Boston Consulting Group says the country's electricity sector could be 98% renewable by the same year, 2030. The report's co-author, Richard Hobbs, says an increasing demand for hybrid and electric cars will be a key driver. The Transport Ministry says there were about 40,000 electric vehicles in the country in March. Paralympian Sophie Pascoe says all children should know basic water safety skills. Dame Sophie Pascoe is the ambassador of a new campaign asking parents to help pay for swimming lessons for children whose families can't afford them. She says the campaign asks parents to donate the price of a swimming lesson. That's the news. Don't wait for the pips. Get RNZ's award-winning radio news bulletins on your phone when you want it. All our main bulletins updated throughout the day. RNZ News at midnight. Morena, I'm Vicky McCormick. RNZ News at 11. Good morning. I'm Nicola RNZ Wright. News at 2. Good afternoon. I'm Marama T. RNZ News at 6 o'clock. Follow and listen, Follow and listen to listen. RNZ News on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. News you can take with you from RNZ National. Met service long-range forecast now for all Aotearoa New Zealand to midnight Rāmere Friday. The situation front is crossing the country this afternoon and evening and a series of active fronts follow on Tuesday and Wednesday. So the forecast through to midnight tomorrow, Tuesday 1st. Northland, Auckland, Coromandel Peninsula and Waikato outbreaks of rain, sometimes heavy, could get thunderstorms in the afternoons and evenings. Northerly gales tomorrow evening in exposed places. Gisborne to Wairarapa scattered rain this afternoon and again from tomorrow afternoon. Bay of Plenty in the central high country, also Waitomo to Wellington. Rain at times could be heavy for a while this afternoon, clearing this evening. Occasional rain, sometimes heavy with thunderstorms from tomorrow afternoon. Northerly gales tomorrow evening in exposed places. Nelson and Marlborough scattered rain this afternoon, a few showers tomorrow turning to rain in the evening. 
Buller to Fiordland, occasional rain heavy and maybe thundery falls. Canterbury, rain in the high country and a few spots further east. Otago and Southland, scattered rain. Chatham Islands, occasional light rain, clearing tomorrow afternoon. To the outlook for the following three days, Wednesday to Friday, the North Island, Te Ika Maui, on Wednesday, outbreaks of rain, but just in the morning for Wellington and in regions north and east of Taupo. Thursday showers for most, though fine at first in the east from Gisborne south, and on Friday showers, becoming isolated later in the day, then long fine spells. Outlook for the South Island, the Waipaunamu, Wednesday, rain in the west, early morning and evening rain for Nelson and Marlborough, otherwise it's fine there, scattered showers for Southland and Otago from afternoon, fine in Canterbury. Thursday, showers for most, though fine at first in the east from Canterbury northwards. Friday, showers for most, becoming isolated in the east later in the day with long fine spells. Their Kohu Chatham Islands outlook, rain may be heavy with gale northerlies on Wednesday, becoming fine early Thursday with strong northwesterlies easing, then rain late in the day, occasional rain on Friday with northwesterlies changing strong southwest. That's the long-range forecast through to midnight Friday. It's 25 to 1. Kia ora Nicola and kia te whakarongo, mai koutou ki te pūrongo o te pai tūtanga you are with Midday Report and it's time for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora Kim and heavy downpours in Tāmaki Makoto could delay some crop harvests. Kia ora Māni, yes, unsettled weather brought thunderstorms, rain and lightning with more than 700 strikes reported across the North Island yesterday. The head of the Pukekohe Vegetable Growers Association, Karat Makan, says the rain has come at a bad time for growers. The leafy greens guys will potentially have some damage, but like I said, it's, it's, it seems to be a bit isolated around where it's come. Okay. Obviously creating a few challenges for the, the likes of uses and onions to be to be harvested. Um, so that's creating a bit of issue there. And obviously it'll be holding up harvesting of carrots and potatoes. He says the ground is too sodden to work in and machinery would get stuck in the mud. Effectively, yes, you have to sit it out till we get some decent weather or windows of weather that we can get in and what the guys can get in with the machinery and, and, and harvest. Uh, Kurt McCann says the ground should dry out in a couple of days, allowing growers to harvest. Meanwhile, the country's largest salad greens grower says prices are set to stabilise just in time for summer. Bad weather-destroying crops has led to supply shortages of spinach and some lettuce recently. Lederbrand says as the weather becomes more stable, its planting programs are starting to produce more consistent supply. It says there will soon be plenty of broccoli and iceberg lettuce, bringing down the price for consumers. The weak New Zealand dollar is helping exporters rake in near-record profits, despite commodity prices softening. Lower prices for dairy and red meat has ASB's commodities index hovering at a 21-month low. Economist Nathaniel Keel says demand from China is soft because fewer people are eating out due to the zero-COVID policy. But he says that's not hitting exporters in the pocket. The big boost for our farmers and our exporters here in New Zealand is that New Zealand dollar um, because it's fallen quite a bit 
uh, over the course of the past nine months or so. You know, at the start of the year, it was trading around the 70 cents mark. It's currently around 61 cents and it's got as low as 56 cents over the past few weeks. And, and that sort of means that even though underlying commodity prices, the things that we sell have eased quite a lot in terms of the US dollar, once you convert those back into our local currency, uh, they're sort of only a little bit below the all-time highs that we were at earlier in the year, you know, maybe about 5% or so. So in terms of those kind of farm gate returns that farmers and exporters uh, are going to be seeing, uh, it's still quite a positive story. Nathaniel Keel says supply for many commodities is tight, so he doesn't expect prices will fall much further. Meanwhile, New Zealand's live rock lobster or crayfish exporters say the key Chinese market is performing well there despite COVID restrictions. Chair of Lobster Exporters New Zealand, Andrew Harvey, says sales volumes in Guangzhou and Beijing are similar to to past years, which they hadn't expected. But he says they're still very alert to China's COVID-changing rules. National Agricultural Field Days organisers say some exhibitors are skipping next week's event because global supply chain issues mean they don't have enough equipment on hand to sell. Chief Executive Peter Nation says there are about 1,000 exhibitors showing this year, which is about 5% lower than normal. But he says supply issues due to COVID and financial constraints mean some are waiting to exhibit in seven months' time when field days reverts to the normal June dates. It's taking businesses a lot to get back from COVID. Still shortages, supply chain issues, you know, there's some quite big businesses without product and that makes it hard for them to come to a really large event the size of field days and they don't have product to sell. We've got some new exhibitors because of the time of the year and that's exciting because it exposes them to what the event is. And on the flip side, we've got really good inquiry out of the Northern Hemisphere because it's going into our summer. So that's strong and that, that exposes New Zealand technology, it exposes distribution and export opportunities. Peter Nation, Field Days kicks off at Mystery Creek next Wednesday. A rural contractor who was weeks behind his work a month ago due to consistent rain says he's managed to catch up. Wet weather in Waikato, Manawatu and Wairarapa means many rural contractors were unable to work in October. Wairarapa weed sprayer's co-owner Clinton Carroll says he's never experienced such a wet spring, but the weather has turned a corner and they've now caught up on work. We've been doing oh, some good hours, but just sort of daylight to dark, not ridiculous hours, and but we've... Normally we battle the wind. We get a lot of nor'westerlies, which we haven't had here this year. So we've had a good run on weather and been able to get full days. So the job, um, bulk of our work has just been um, glyphosating out to, um, before you know pre, um, pre-drilling, really. Clinton Carroll says with crop planting behind schedule, it's looking like it will be a short but busy season. And lastly, a new entity established to promote the strong wool sector says it's working to change how overseas customers view the product. Strong wool prices have been subdued in recent years, with the price often not enough to cover the, to cover the cost of sharing the sheep. With support from the government, in July, Wool Impact NZ was launched with the aim of working with brands to get strong wool products into markets quickly and speed up returns to farmers. Chief Executive Andy Coey says their work is being helped by the fact that consumers are moving away from fast fashion and synthetic fibres. He says the group's also exploring other uses for wool. We're also looking at adjacent opportunities. So this is where there's an opportunity for added value on shore. So there's a lot of interest on woven products. We're familiar with home insulation, but um, there are a number of companies in New Zealand who are being very innovative around acoustic panels. And this is a new application which has worldwide opportunities 
because as people have moved away to hard floorings, they're having to deal with the challenge of acoustics. And so we can see providing wool into um, both residential and commercial facilities or schools that wool acoustic panels can be a great solution for that. Andy Koe ending the rural news for today. Koe rātei porongo o te taiwhenua.